Hello and welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I am your host tonight, Isaac Edland, and I have two fellow Infinity Bros with me. The first one is Robbie Sauter. How are you doing, Robbie? I'm doing great. I'm uh, excited to talk about uh, all of our topics tonight. I don't. Uh, I'll save. I'll save the uh, the uh, suspension for no way. Suspense. Suspension. Suspense for uh, you to uh, tingle their earways. My number two, Infinity Bro, and we welcome back Mark Jones. How you doing, Mark? I'm great. I'm glad I'm can be I'm back from my suspension. Um from the Infinity Bros. I did my time. I did the things Max wanted me to do for him personally. <laughs> so, you know. I, d- I did. We I did what I had to, sus- to be back. If we were to actually suspend one of us from the Infinity Bros, what would it be for? And who would it be? It would probably be Mark. It would be like Mark went on like a swearing tangent or something. And we're like Mark. We no Mark. Mark. No, Mark we have a limit. Over no. the Infinity Bros socials and just it would be a social media thing. Posted the most nasty memes of all time. Yeah, the memes that he shares with us, he starts posting on our Infinity Bros. I just love that I, I don't even need to share bad memes anymore because the rest of you guys do it for me. That's literally you're, you're just a legend for it. But then yeah. now we're the ones that are carrying on your legacy. Anytime like a, a nasty meme comes, it's always headed with Mark, Mark meme Mark coming. Meme. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, let's let's see if it really is. And then I have to judge That's it. That's what you're famous for. How do you feel about that? Are you proud of that? Yeah, I just remember in the beginning, like, you know, what we would consider mid lukewarm memes max would be like dirty dirty ew impure. yeah <laughs> and now it's Mark. like that would be nothing yeah that's just like oh, a drop yeah. in the bucket now yeah exactly now it's chase chase is the one that sends the the dirty memes and like i told max like you know my friends that i grew up with and went to college with before crown they they were far worse than me and he's like oh whatever i don't believe you and then meets chase and my friend mark <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, gosh. you weren't, weren't wrong about that. So yeah, your bachelor party, we uh, Mark was starting to Mark showed us some, and we we're like, okay, yep, that's that's yeah, too far. Taste of Mark's, that's too far uh, for us. Mark's childhood growing up. I literally have a friend named Mark who is my best man. So like, you know, not to get for the people who don't know. So Mark and Mark, <laughs> and for the people who don't know us, the Infinity Bros, go ahead and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, YouTube, theinfinitybros.com, all the things, all the things. Um, you can check us out on Discord as well to get involved in the daily conversation on all the nerd topics that we are checking out. Um, you can also check out latest episode 154 of the Infinity Bros podcast where we discuss Quantumania, Robbie and I do. Yeah, we did. It's a great episode, by the way. <clears throat> I would say uh, solid, like, 5.5 out of 6 episode. It's higher rating than we gave uh, Ant-Man Quantumanium. That is also true. So uh, for those of you guys who don't listen to the Infinity Rose podcast, I just referenced our rating system. So we're going to put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity snap. Well, guys, uh, today we are not talking Marvel. We're actually talking a show that we have been reviewing weekly 
And it was a little bit of a, a pivot for us. We did not expect to be reviewing this weekly, but it is the last of us on HBO max. Um, fantastic show so far. We have, I believe we've reviewed every single episode actually. We have. So, um, today we'll be reviewing episode six and we also have a very special top six at the end of the episode, which I will save the topic for later. Um, we're going to talk about episode six of the last of us. If you guys have not been watching this show, man, I would strongly encourage you to go check this out because it is fantastic. And I've played the game, but you guys both have not. Robbie, you've played a little bit of it, kind of started to go along, started to go along with the first couple episodes, correct? Yep. I'm not this far along, though. Gotcha. So so we have perspectives from all over the Infinity Bros on on where Zane and I have both played the game. Um, and yeah, it's it's been I, honestly, I would say, I mean, speaking as somebody who's played the game, it's definitely worth checking out. But for you guys that have not played the game, what would you say to somebody who was thinking about checking it out but has never played it? You need to watch this show. Like there's there's no like this is turning into when Game of Thrones first came out and everyone was like, you need to watch Game of Thrones. And there was a whole bunch of people that were like, no, I'm not going to watch it. And then eventually everyone and their mom watched Game of Thrones like you need to watch. You need to watch The Last of Us. And positively, you don't have to worry about like boobs a bunch like you did with the Game of Thrones. So that I know for a lot of people that was like a drawback. Um at all, at all. It was a medical. It was a medical all, situation. Right? Like I don't, I don't remember. Oh no, that's not true. I guess in the in the second episode there was the girl on the yeah. table. So there is that, but like, is a medical situation. It's not like you're not dealing with any sex or anything actually in this, like you did in Game of Thrones a lot for the first three or four seasons. Um, so yeah, if that was holding you back from getting into a popular show, you're good. Go watch Last of Us, Mark. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, you you are somebody who didn't play the game, and like, gosh, you you just got a PlayStation pretty recently, right? Like, I mean, in the past like four or five years, correct? Five years ago, it seems like so long, but that that's honestly, I feel like when I jumped on board too. I'm a child older than that. <laughs> Friendships bonding. Yeah, I never played it, and you know, it definitely seems like a game in my alley, but. But I knew enough about it because it's just been in like the lore of fandom. Um, but yeah, I went t- totally in blind. I didn't even start watching right away. Just, you know, life got busy. But my wife, my beautiful wife, Kelly and I, uh, we watched it or started watching it. And it was just like, wow, this is like good, good chef's kiss material going on. And just well, well acted. And, you know, quote from her after the last episode is like, this is better than The Walking Dead. And we're only, what, six episodes in? And she's going to say that about a series that lasted 10 yeah, years. So. That's that's pretty impressive, honestly. Like, when you shared that in the group chat, I was like, wow. that's from, and, she, from... and she's a Walking Dead fan to top, to top that off. So, And you guys watched all of The Walking Dead, right? We haven't watched, like, the last few seasons. Okay. Awesome. Well, guys, um, we're going to get into spoilers pretty soon. So I want to give you an official spoiler warning for Episode 6 of The Last of Us right here. This is... Prepare yourself. At Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. 
So if you guys have not seen episode six of The Last of Us or the entire season, honestly, um, we're going to be definitely spoiling the rest of the season as well. Put this on pause. Go back. Make sure you watch that and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode. Or you can just skip to like the last 15 minutes of this podcast where we discuss a very interesting top six. But anyways, episode six, Kin, 59 minutes long, aired February 19th, 2023, directed by Jasmila Zbanek. Zbanek? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Max's place there. And yeah, do my best. But basically, after ignoring the advice of locals, Joel and Ellie descend deeper into dangerous territory and search for the Fireflies and Tommy. So we've got, obviously, Pedro Pascal as Joel Miller, Belly Ramsey as Ellie Williams, um, and Gabriel Luna comes back as Tommy Miller in this episode, Rutina Wesley as Maria, and a couple guest appearances from Graham Green. Graham Green as Marlon and Elaine Miles as Florence. Um, honestly, I think let's just go ahead and do just broad strokes. We already gave a spoiler warning, so you don't need to keep it spoiler free. But what overall did you guys think of this episode? I'm gonna let you go ahead and go first, Robbie. First of all, this episode just like hits on so many emotional levels, like this entire series has done. Um, it starts off like really kind of sweet, like we get a big time jump for this show so far which is three months um since our last events <clears throat> so we jump into you know they're they're on the trail and they find this couple or whatever and they become the number one greatest grumpy old couple in all of tv and we hope they get their own show but then just the emotional hits that just keep coming um especially in this episode um i can think of like three like three or four really big emotional hits that happen. Like and you're just like every time it's a gut punch and every time you're like, Oh dang. Oh dang. Um, so it's just, it's just such an impactful show and they do such a good job at timing it up and, and also making so it's like not so much that you're completely drawn out of the show. So just, it, it's just, it's just so good. There's just so much good stuff happening in it. Yeah, I totally agree. Mark, would you uh, think of episode six? I enjoyed it. Um, my like the the first part was you know when they get to that that couple's place where they're more secluded, and it just I like the whole aspect of what this whole show is giving us. How people can literally, if you're not around big hubs of cities, can survive for various like for a very long time, basically untouched. And then what this episode also gives us is showing us like a, a community of like hundreds of people that are surviving well together. And like Robbie said, it's like, it's just like an emotional, like you don't know what's going to happen. Cause you're like in this, this episode, you're thinking like, it actually got me thinking like, Oh, they're going to split up. And it's like, well, no, they're not. That's not what's going to happen. But you know, it got me. And then, yeah, I just, I really love how they're, um, that they like everything was set in 2000. Like, is that in the game? Is like, is it, does it happen in 2003? And then it's 20 years later. Like, is that the actual timeline? Yeah, I think that is about the same timeline. It might be slightly different because the game came out, you know, way back in 2016, maybe even earlier than that. I'm not exactly sure, but there is a significant like time jump between when it happened and like current day or whatever in the game as well. Cause that's what I really 
enjoy most is how everything basically is 2003 max tech. Like, like, you know, besides maybe like the, those test finder, like the testing, like units that might be a little bit newer. Cause obviously you have the, you know, mass produce those or quickly produce those. But I just, you know, just the whole like cinematography and like back backdrop is just what I kind of really love with the show on top of, you know, the storytelling. So, yeah, definitely along that same line. I, actually, I don't know if there's this episode or last episode, but there was this moment where I think it was probably. Who oh, was this episode? I think I don't remember. Yeah, it was this episode because they were around the campfire. But anyways, campfire, uh, Pedro Pascal is like putting duct tape around his boot. And it just made me think like mm. there are no boots produced after 2002. Right. Like I, I didn't even think of that until he was duct taping his boot. I was like, yeah, those are scarce resources. Like anything that is like manufactured is a scarce resource at this point because it's not ma- manufactured anymore. Right. So that I was like, Oh wow. Okay. And it's great. You brought that up because it, it makes me think too. Cause I remember where I know like, if you're not like the boots that he ended up getting from his brother, my first, I was like, I wonder if those are like new or like they've been used a little bit because if those were, boots that have been sitting on the shelf for 20 years they might just break apart they right would just fall apart yeah yeah so like you know you, you wouldn't want to find new boots you'd want to find like slightly used, used right exactly yeah just really interesting like i mean we we've seen a plenty of you know these zombie apocalypse shows but it's interesting in this show because we're 20 years into this zombie apocalypse it's not like it just happened you know, like yeah. we're we're down the road quite a bit. And like you said, we still have these pockets of civilization like they obviously we get to Jackson, which is this town. And it's like, I mean, we walk into the town and it's like a nice little town like this is not. Yeah, this is not like, you know, just a, a shoddy like settlement like this is a this is a town. These these people have built a community. They have built a a place to call home and like. I don't know, like, they they go into it a little bit. How about, it's funny how Tommy mentions that, like, they all live together and everybody's happy. It's all, you know, great. And then Maria's like, yeah, it's a a commune, basically. We're communists. And Tommy's like, we're not not communists. No. But she's like, "Mm, yeah, yeah, we're we're basically communists. No, she's 100, no, no, no. She didn't, like, beat around the bush. She said, no, we are communists. Yeah. Like, they 100% were like, no, we're, we're communist. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's what we're doing here. This is a communist community. Like, all right, there we go. But, like, that makes me wonder, like, how long in that environment, because we've seen the rest of the world up to this point. Like, we were back in Kansas City, and the people were tearing each other and the government apart. Uh, how long can this community last in this situation? And obviously, they've been doing just fine up to this point. So probably a lot longer than any other settlements or anything out there, but given with the map that we saw, it looks like they must not be on a major like travel route. So I think they're secluded enough and far enough North where I'm sure, you know, there's not a lot of people traveling that way. Cause they're like, I don't want to survive in winter times. And mm-hmm. you know, right. looks like they probably have a good, you know, being close to the dam. I mean, there's that kind of like, Oh, what if someone finds this? But, um, and that's another thing that makes me like, I would love to know it's like, cause in the first episode we get the whole, like the planet warms up enough. This is what happened. So like, I wonder if this 20 in this world in 20 years, 
does it actually still get as cold in in Wyoming where they're I think where they're at as it does now or you know so it'd be because that was one thing I noticed is when they're traveling uh Joel and Ellie where yeah there's parts where it's you know there's definitely snow on the ground but just like a few days you know later they're it's all green so so either and it could be you know they're traveling through mountain range so it could be lower elevation but makes me think like stuff like that where it's like does it really get as super cold so like you can actually survive year round a lot better that far north yeah so. i mean they honestly did a a pretty awesome job with the backdrop of this show as well like just showing the different environments that they're traveling through um and we're in wyoming now and you know like you said going through mountain ranges and stuff like that and i think it's really cool how we've come from you know the eastern like seaboard basically in boston and now we're here in this like pretty remote secluded like you said off the beaten path and that's why these people are thriving honestly and and there we saw you know towards the beginning of the episode where ellie and joel crossed the river and their scout team was on them pretty much immediately instantly yeah, after yeah. they crossed the river so they keep a close eye on their surrounding territory and they obviously have probably more resources than the straggling, you know, traveler that is coming across, you know, their, their settlement and stuff like that. So they're pretty well seated in that area. And it's really cool to see a thriving community, um, you know, this deep into a zombie apocalypse. So yeah, that was, that was definitely really cool. We see more development between Joel and Ellie. And I know this is, this was a criticism of Max's, um, up through three or four episodes that he wasn't getting enough, um, you know, interaction or development between the relationship. But really at this point, you, if you, that's your complaint about this show, you probably are just watching it for the wrong reasons, <laughs> honestly, because uh, yeah. their, their relationship is just, it's incredible. Um, and almost frustrating to watch at times. I find myself like, and and this is I don't this I played the game like four to five years ago. Like it was relatively soon after it got remastered for PS4, I believe. So it's been a while. So this later part of the series, I'm not like recalling a lot of the word for word, you know, dialogue that they're which they still are, by the way. They're still using a ton of almost exact dialogue from the game. Into. Yeah, check out Jay Buck's uh, videos for that because he does a really good job yeah, lining yeah, up. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. He's doing a really great job of doing like side-by-side comparison of the video game to um, the TV series like clips and stuff like that. So uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. But man, it's they're doing an incredible job of adapting this video game like to an amazing series. But yeah, their relationship is just... it's it's like engaging, like it keeps me interested, even though it's not this perfect relationship. And and maybe that's what is interesting about it is that Joel, even after all this time is still holding on to what's in his past. Like Ellie in this episode learns why Joel is basically so pissy all the time because his daughter, you know, died in the initial zombie apocalypse and he's been with her for how long at this point? Like, you know, four or five months. 
four or five months. Yeah, yeah and probably. she has not learned that about him. So we're we're now we get to this episode, and it's like, wow, the story is advancing very quickly, and Joel is not ready for that. <laughs> like he kind of he kind of freaks out a little bit, but. I want to go to you guys here, Mark, what have you thought about their relationship? And specifically, does that bug you about Joel that he's been keeping all this from her, even though he's getting so close to her? Yeah. It's only like gripe I might have with the show is in the world they're at and how much they're traveling together. Like, yeah, not, and it's just, maybe it's just Joel's personality and him being older where he just doesn't want to open up. I just feel like it, all this stuff would just eventually just come up through their travels and just talked about versus like, right. And that could be the other thing. Like it's so hard on Joel emotionally that he just doesn't want to talk about it. And clearly in this episode, it comes through fruition where he starts having panic attacks basically because their relationship is now reminding him so much of his daughter. And now he doesn't want to be the reason why she might suffer the same fate as his daughter so like he 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 hits on it when he's talking to tommy that he just he's losing everybody and he's failed everyone and now his age is catching up with him and he just keeps failing everyone and he's worried that now he's gonna fail ellie just like he failed in his, in his mind he failed his daughter and failed uh uh gosh i'm forgetting his Tess is forget failed Tess failed tommy because tommy left um, so he's now dealing with all those like very big emotions and also like just aging. Cause I thought that was, that was a really key point to me that they made um, like him, like those kids snuck up on me and I didn't hear it. And then like they were on their way to uh, where they find Tommy and he doesn't wake up for his shift to like be the lookout. So it's like, he, he's not doing, he's not reacting like he's supposed to. And it's like, is he too comfortable or is it just his age? Like there's something mentally like really weighing on him um, and physically probably weighing on him after doing this for 20 plus years. So I thought they did a really good job of like slowing it down and showing us like, like he's, he's an older guy. Like at this point he's what yeah, he's, he's 56. 56 and has been living and it seems like he hasn't been comfortable for the last 20 you know, 20 ish years. So he's just living on the land and, and trying to survive as best as he can and has had a really rough time. So imagine the emotional baggage that he's carrying is extremely heavy. So I think they did a, I think they did an excellent job exploring that a little more in this episode, which I think is going to make a lot of people happy. But I am with, I am with Mark. Like, how do they spend, I was thinking that while I watched it, how do they spend all these months together? And like, it seems like they're at the same exact emotional like connection as they were before. When like, when we saw when they were in Kansas city, that like that was starting to crack because he was like laughing at jokes and stuff. But now we're three months ahead and it's the same, if not worse, almost, I would say. Um, so it just, it just that, that was interesting to me. It's like, okay, but if you're going to move forward, multiple months then you have to move forward in their relationship you can't spend that much time with someone and not have a better understanding of who that person is and unless like i just thought of this as you were saying they're traveling unless there was some point during after kansas city he was like once we get to tommy 
I'm I'm gonna pass her to him to finish the journey. So he that's why he didn't want to grow more with her and tried, you know, like you said, it just got worse. That could I would guess that would have to be it. Like he made up his mind is I'm gonna get her to this point and then Tommy will take the Well, I think I think I think the real answer would be is that they just had to watch they just had to kill Sam and Henry and they had to watch that. So they probably are really dealing with that in those three months. So I, I, I could see that be, that's a pretty good excuse to like, we just had to deal with a young boy being shot by his brother and then his brother shooting himself. Like, that's, that's pretty emotional heavy. So I, I guess that could be the excuse. Like that's why like emotionally they are shut down. Um, but it is still interesting to me though that it's been this long and like the relationship doesn't seem to have gotten anywhere. Yeah. We got the three month gap, um, which, you know, flashes at the screen at the beginning of the episode, they go into this uh, cabin that is, you know, owned by this old couple. And uh, basically what happens is Joel has them kind of, you know, in this position, he's got gun pointed at the wife and, you know, he's kind of directing everything. Ellie comes down and you can definitely see that Joel still doesn't like, trust her like he doesn't know what she's gonna do and he's a little bit like like stay back like stay out of this type of thing along the same lines of your guys are saying like three months later i feel like joel especially like joel is a guy who needs to be prepared and i feel like if it were three months that he spent with ellie he would have taught her more and trusted her more in that moment, you know, but I think like what you're saying, Robbie, I mean, it could be that they've been dealing like with this grief of, you know, Henry and Sam, obviously that they finally were getting close to somebody. And then all of a sudden, boom, they were gone. And, and, you know, like even, even towards the end of episode five, Joel is like willing to let Mm -hmm. Henry and Sam, like come with them to go to Wyoming, which I don't think any of us would have seen at the beginning of episode five. So, Joel is starting to open up, but it's interesting that, like you said, they're kind of still at the same spot when we get to this cabin three months later. Um, and I, I think that, I mean, you guys touched on it as well. Yeah. This is a really interesting episode because we see Joel open up to Tommy more than we have in this whole series. Like we see Joel scared and like we've seen glimpses of him being scared. Like you can kind of see it in his face a little bit every once in a while. Definitely never, never verbalizes it. He never like tells Ellie that he's scared or, or anything like that. Now he's like straight up like Tommy, like I'm yeah. freaking out. Like I'm scared. I'm like, I'm losing it type of thing. And there was a, there was a, you know, back in episode two or something, Mark, you mentioned that, um, he might have been trying not to like get let her get close because he knew that he was going to drop her off with Tommy back in episode like two. I think he tells Ellie. I mean, this is before they start getting close, obviously, but he tells Ellie that she's cargo like she's not like going to get close to them as a friend. Uh, he he's like, no, that's that's not going to happen. But obviously that has changed at this point. But he might have known all along that he was going to give her to Tommy. We just obviously, 
Joel's not really the most verbal guy, so we have no idea what's going on in his head. But it is really interesting to see that he opens up to Tommy, even though Tommy, I don't know, like it's a it's a weird relationship between him and Tommy because he Joel obviously feels like he did something wrong to make Tommy leave. Uh, doesn't seem like Tommy feels that way in this episode, but Joel still has this like guilt about it. So they got this kind of interesting like tension in their in their relationship. Uh, but let's pivot to Tommy a little bit since we're already talking about him. Um, Robbie, what did you think of Gabriel Luna as Tommy? We saw him in episode one as well, and then he comes back for episode six. What do you think of his portrayal? I feel like we don't really get a whole lot with him. I feel like his wife actually got more of the screen time. Like obviously him, him talking with Joel was really impactful. And it's like, he's making a life here and he doesn't want to leave. And it's like, oh, that's uh, like, no, we, all three of us are fathers as a father. Like that's totally understandable. It's like, I'm not going to risk. Why would I risk myself to go take this girl on like this, this dangerous journey down here? Like, why would I do that? Like, no, I'm going to stay here. My wife is pregnant. Like we have an amazing thing going. Like, like Joel, like I imagine in his head, he's just like, Joel, just stay here. Like, there's no reason like this place is like from the like being inside there. You're probably thinking like this place is perfect. Like unless you really hate communist, like this place is just perfect. Like they have everything. They do everything in house and they clearly have a really good like team that goes out and like takes care of any people that they don't want around. It's like, Joel, you would be perfect. Just lead that. Like Ellie can get to be a kid. Like I'm like, eventually maybe they'll figure out some sort of medical plan and they can move like, they can move on. Like, so I imagine like, it's very, I felt like I could feel that in him. Like, no, I'm not going to do this. So I feel like he did a really good job just portraying that. And like, obviously he, he also has to like be a brother and understand like my brother just came across the country uh, during this apocalypse to like, just to see me again. So he, 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 he's in a really hard spot. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping we get to see him more. I don't know. I guess I don't know what happens on the rest of the show, but it's like, I, I feel like if we get to see him more and maybe we get more backstory with him and his wife and then moving forward with Joel and Ellie, that would, that I would enjoy that, but I don't know now that they're, all the way down in Colorado or wherever they are. So you mentioned Maria, obviously um, Tommy tells Joel that she is pregnant and he's going to be a dad, which I think you almost get a little bit of uh, like, he's expecting Joel to kind of like understand when he tells, when he tells him that he's not going to go with them because like, he's going to be a dad now. Like, you know, like he, I think he, obviously knows that what happened to he was there when uh, that happened to Joel, when Joel lost his daughter. So he's like, he's like, kind of like, Hey man, like I, I'm going to be a dad. I can't, I can't like go and do that. Like, that's just not, just not what I'm about anymore. And Joel gets a little upset with that. I mean, Joel is a guy who really, I mean, he's kind of, kind of got a one track mind. Like he, he knows what he thinks is best and that's pretty much all he's going to accept. Um, so he basically is like, Tommy, you got to do it. You got to do it. Um, and then he, he pulls the, you know, the Trump card out that Ellie is immune. Like that's, that's the thing that is gonna, 
make it, make it, you know, make it happen. Basically. Um, this is, this is interesting to me because obviously he's developed this relationship with Ellie. So he's got that going on. Um, so he cares about her. He also wants her to be safe, but like, there's gotta be another layer of guilt, um, with Joel that like, he, he feels like he can't do this, but this is like, not only is it Ellie who he has grown to like love and, you know, care about. Um, but this is like all of humanity that is writing on this. So I feel like this has got to play into that decision of like dumping Ellie on Tommy. Mark, do you think that had a, had a, bigger impact on his decision or is it more the relationship with Ellie that is pushing Joel to like, I can't do this right now. I think it's more, you're, you're, you're asking like what led to his decision to dump Ellie. Yeah. What's, what's ways bigger on him, like humanity or is it Ellie at this point since he's gotten so, I think it's, I think it's Ellie because he doesn't want to be the reason. Like I said before, like, I just don't think he wants a, a, a round two of, you know, basically losing a young young person i mean first it was his daughter now it's this girl that he's clearly has an attachment to just like he did with his daughter and i think that's why he starts having these panic attacks because he's just overthinking everything because he doesn't want the same thing happening but yeah it's just you know tough yeah right i mean yeah it's it's tough and obviously like i said before i mean it's how we have a hard time uh, interpreting Joel's like thoughts because he just doesn't really talk that much. So it's, it's kind of hard to tell what his, what his motivations are from to like with Tommy and was, what's her name? The, his like Uh, Maria, Maria, his wife, his wife. Yes. Wife. Um, Like when they were like, Oh, we're pregnant or, you know, made that like kind of like announcement. I'm thinking like, man, knowing how tough it is to have a child in today, like without a zombie apocalypse, like why? Right. What like you know? Oh man, it was just like I would dread that because of everything that could go wrong without well, modern yeah, medicine. Yeah, and even like I mean, you think about just the setting. Like when you go back to the first couple episodes in that like Fedra, you know, uh, facility or whatever you want to call it. Like there's kids, there's kids, and this is what 2022 or 2023 that the show started in. Like these kids are born during the apocalypse which is just yeah like you said that's just bonkers that yeah yeah even ellie exactly so it's just bonkers to think about that <laughs> like people were <laughs> i mean it's a zombie apocalypse so like i guess what else are you gonna do <laughs> but yeah but like to go off to the weeds because i don't know the i've never played the game so i don't know if this is true or whatever but the like the fedra guy that he beats up in the first or second episode are like, is there a because ch- my you know my you know my weeds brain went out thinking like is, are they going to be like get like word that why these guys were leaving like they're gonna like the guy's not dead that they beat up and he's gonna be like oh you know they're taking so and so and she's not infected and like they're chasing her and that's what eventually like you know comes up to you know them is Fedra's on their tail that would have so- been interesting that would have been an interesting like subplot that would have been kind of cool but yeah like I mean. Through the whole game, um, basically, it's like 50-50 with the infected and with, like, hunters, raiders, Fedra, like, people that you're kind of, like, are the antagonists as well that you're fighting against. Um, but, like, 
after the gosh, when I, from what I recall from the game, I mean, Fedra Fedra doesn't know that that Ellie is um, you know immune, so they're not like chasing her specifically. They're chasing Joel because he's like running from them, but they're not like you know they they don't know why they're they're taking Ellie to to Colorado. So from what I remember anyway. So again, it's been it's been a few years. So it's been like a refresher. I kind of I actually downloaded redownloaded The Last of Us to kind of try to play along and I've only gotten past like basically the first episode. But definitely need to get back on that cuz I'm getting I'm getting less and less uh recollection of the game as the series goes on. So like now I'm like I don't I honestly don't even remember what happens. Like I I've like a vague you know, like I know what happens in the story, but like I don't remember these like in the first couple episodes, there's so many shots that were like exactly the same shot as the video game. And maybe they're just getting less is why I'm not recognizing any or or maybe they are. And I'm just not remembering them. But uh, but either way, like I, you know, either way, honestly, I'm not mad about it's not like pulling up memories for me because the way this show is progressing it's fine on its own like it's it's taken it's taken some liberties like uh, deviated slightly from the video game in different different ways but like every every deviation they take is so well done that it doesn't really detract from you know the video game lore or the story or whatever so i think they've done a phenomenal job like this might be in my eyes, this is probably the best video game adaptation of a like movie series or whatever. Like this is, yeah, this is this is fantastic. So, oh yeah, oh not it's not even close. <laughs> I don't know, man. Halo was it was that that was something compared to this. <laughs> it was that was something, all right. <laughs> oh gosh, um, hope you could feel the heavy sarcasm. <laughs> so ultimately, at the end of the episode, Joel decides that he is going to go with um with ellie i mean ellie is the one that decides that like joel shows up and is like gives her a choice but he knows that she's gonna she's gonna pick him right um right so yeah so then they set off and they eventually get to the place where they thought the fireflies were they get to this like abandoned university hospital type place and they kind of search around kind of find out that they went to a different facility, went to a different place. What I hated, I'm, I'm sorry, but when they, they were riding their horse and their idea was like, oh, let's leave the horse tied up to a tree. No, dude, there's no one around. You bring that horse inside and tie That's the horse inside. That's what I thought, too. Like, you take the horse wherever you want. Because it's like... The right I don't know. I guess maybe the thought the is like that it would be infected inside, maybe? I... I'm just saying, like, know. you could have at least gone to the entryway, especially when we got in there. It's like, this is huge entryway. Especially bring them in the fine. entryway, for sure. Like, I mean, don't leave them out in the... And we just saw monkeys out there, so it's like, not only could there be raiders, like, these monkeys could be, like, harassing or attacking the horse. Yeah. Right. And this is, uh... Gosh, this is maybe... No, I, you know, I'm, I think this is about the same time as it is in the video game, but, like, they see monkeys in the show, but, like, they actually see, like, giraffes and like other random animals that were in the like zoo there's there's no way we don't get that eventually isaac you just you just you just you just ruined it for mark (laughs) now i wish there was a giraffe why why aren't they riding giraffes well (laughs) no no no. 
because that's a huge that is a huge scene in the video game. If I'm remembering correctly, that's right when they get to that university. So that's why that's There's why I no, mentioned. There, if I'm remembering, correctly. I can't. I can't imagine that that scene's not going to be in this show. Yeah, that would be sweet. That uh, that would be like if we keep going and this show keeps doing amazing and like it's obviously been a six. Like by the end of it, we're going to say it's a six point six out of six. It's going to be an infinity snap. But if that isn't in there, I'm getting it. I'm giving it a five point nine nine because that's like I haven't even played that scene, but I've watched that scene multiple times in videos and been like. That's freaking amazing. Like, there's no way that scene doesn't make it into this show at some point. Well, they better. Uh, I mean, it would be it would be in the next one if it if it were for sure, because there's only there's only let's see three episodes left. But she won't be with Joel in the next. So, one. yeah, because it looks like the next one's like uh, like here's what Ellie was doing before, you know, she wound up with Joel and Tess. Or at, in Boston. so with, Yeah, it definitely looks like it's going to go into her backstory a little bit. Is that what you guys thought? You thought it was her backstory? I, I think it's her backstory because like My Beautiful Life, Kelly and I were talking. It's like, because it would just seem kind of odd that they someone, a group, finds Ellie and a dying Joel and then like makes Ellie go into like a... Like, a like mall a, type area. Well, like a... Like, yeah, become go to, like, an academy for girls, basically, to be trained. That's what it seems like. It just seems odd, like, that would be what happens. Just just knowing the general storyline, like, it's definitely backstory, um, because, gosh, do I want to, like, I don't want to, do you, I don't want to spoil you guys. If, if Don't give, no, yeah, don't give up too much. If, if you, if you say it's backstory, I'll believe you. That's, I, I don't want to, we'll, like, we'll leave it at that. Much. It's, it's definitely backstory, because this, the story is not, there's not that much story left. Like, we only have three more episodes. So yeah, hmm. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil so it too much. We finish. So besides uh, what happens at the end where Raiders do show up at the end of this episode. And then, you know, Joel does what Joel does and like fights him off and then, but gets still gets stabbed somehow. But if they had the horse in the building with them, they could have just hopped on the horse and rode out. Rode it out. Exactly. Yeah. But okay. So <laughs> did we learn like in there that, they like dispersed somewhere else, like to Salt Lake City. Is that kind of what we got from that scene? Like the people that might have been at the facility, right? Yeah. So, so basically, they they when they were looking around the facility, they found that map that they moved to a different facility that, like you said, is in Salt Lake City. So, uh, gosh, where are they? They're in Colorado. Boulder. Are they in Boulder? But they're in Colorado. I think they're in Bo- somewhere. They're at Colorado, like state. Yeah, Colorado like State University or something well, like that. Yeah. They said they said it was a five day journey from where they were in Wyoming. So I just can't imagine it's like Colorado State and Colorado Springs. I thought it was like Northwest or, or like Northeast University, something Colorado. Oh, we're getting a geography lesson from Mark because I don't. They're at a university in Colorado. <laughs> Maybe just, it's you know whatever man. It's university of Colorado. What more do you want? <laughs> this this is what I do want, Robbie, from this. Because I love this stuff. Like, the faux history. Like, I want to know what happened. Like, what, what happened in the States with, like, our government and everything? Like, just, I would love to know that stuff. See, that would be fun to get, like, Last of Us spinoffs of, like, just, like, a random city and just see it descend no, into only, chaos. <laughs> no, the only spinoff I want is that old couple. The only spinoff I want is just that old couple. And how the heck they have survived for the last 20 years and no one has found them. Because even like while they were walking away, I was like, 
huh, that doesn't seem to make sense. Like, cause they, they have like smoke coming out of their well, house. Like, I understand that the, these, these things can't survive in a cold tundra area. So if they're in a, in a place that doesn't have a lot of like people, can. sure. But the, even Joel makes it sound like, Oh yeah, you're, you're very well hidden. So they might be in a, in a spot where, yeah, maybe with the right wind. And if they're in Wyoming, Wyoming's like one of the windiest states. So I know I just I just find that hard, but yeah, you know, I I love them though, and I want an entire <laughs> series surrounded by them. Even like even like they could have their own podcast. Like they're just, they just pretend to have a have a podcast for them for just them. Just like how Marvel's dropping the ball, not like putting out the odd like Audible book of the Ant Man book from Quantumania. For it's real. Like, I mean, is you can purchase that though, can't you? You can purchase. You can book. buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Let me look it up. You, that is a real book you can buy, Mark. <laughs> I'm, gonna look, I'm gonna look that up because I'm, I'm like fairly uh, what, sure what it's called. Watch out! Up. Watch out for the little guy. I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can physically buy that book. But like I'm saying, like the Audible, where like Paul or you know, if Paul Rudd was reading it, yeah, like, that would be sick. Like it's all part of it. That would be okay. Yeah, the yeah. Ant Man podcast that he mentions that they mention in in Miss Marvel. Yeah, I'd I'd listen to that. Goodness, that'd be that'd be that'd fun. Be awesome. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, we have next week to look forward to uh, looking into probably a little bit of Ellie's backstory. Um, and I don't know, like I'm assuming we're gonna get like flashbacks, so we'll see some of you know, hopefully Ellie saving Joel. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But okay, so I assume he does. It's, it's, it's a watching with my beautiful wife, Kelly. As like as we see the wound, like the end of the baseball bat, the handle of the baseball bat in his stomach, Kelly's like, he he better not pull that out, but he's gonna pull it out. <laughs> That's the nurse in her. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm just imagining you thought the same thing. Like, don't pull it out, leave it in. <laughs> That's it's so tempting though to like when there's something sticking out of you to just like pull it out immediately. But yeah, that's like the first, we've all watched enough TV to know that you're not supposed to pull whatever it is. That's like the first rule in, in, in the ED, like for an object, leave it in there. We're we're leaving that in any aspect of life. Never pull out. So, you know, (laughs) just always leave it in. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There There it is. Uh, But yeah, we'll probably get a little bit of, you know, Ellie um, saving Joel because spoiler alert, Joel survives. So <gasps> does she does she just automatically does like her? She's able to update her attributes to be like surgeon and medical professional. <laughs> I, don't I just know. imagine yeah, I fourth we'll wall out. break. We just see like a screen. She like upgrades her stats. <laughs> <Wall break>. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I imagine that it's going to be like a. I was trained for this at the academy or something. Like you were trained for baseball bat handle wounds. <laughs> like what? Yeah, obviously that wound is like an inch in diameter. She's been stabbed like, in before, his so she knows how to d- deal with it. Yeah. I don't. Did, we didn't give our ratings. Did we no, we didn't actually. That? Let's go ahead and, uh, and and give those. What do you think of episode six, Robbie? Uh, I gave this episode a six. I felt from the beginning to the end, I was heavily invested. Uh, where there's been other, I think there's only one that I haven't given a six. Um, where there's just things missing that I I wish would have happened, but this episode gave it all. Besides a horse that they should have just taken into the building. Um, so I am giving this a six. Uh, this show continues to be on par with some of the best shows that we've ever reviewed. Um, and hopefully it continues. 
Right, Mark, what was your rating of episode six? I mean, I should give it a 5.9 out of six because of the freaking horse thing. But because uh, that's but it's like, you know, whatever. Like, I guess that's just like you you probably like if you're a horse person, you're not thinking like, I'm going to bring the horse. In the, in the, the horse has plot armor. <laughs> yeah. So plot armor. <laughs> so, yeah, I, six out of six. I've like Robbie. I could reiterate what Robbie said. Like, there's I've been so tuned in to every episode. So this has just been so yep. good. So, yep. Along the same lines, I'm giving this a six out of six as well. It's not my favorite episode, but like when I look at this critically, there's really nothing wrong with this episode. Like, and that's, you could say that about every episode of this show so far. I feel like Um, every episode has been very solid from a filmmaking standpoint, from an acting standpoint, Uh, man, I, again, I don't know if I have any, I'm by the end of this series. I don't even know if I'm going to have any complaints about this, this series. It's going to make a very strong showing at the Stanley's this year for sure. Um, yeah, six out of six. I think this is a fantastic show and I'm very excited to see, uh, yeah. Infinity snap for, uh, the infinity bros podcast. Um, so I, I guess, uh, if we're doing this official thing of like taking averages, uh, this episode gets a six out of six from the infinity bros. Oh, that becomes a six. Wow. That's how so that there works. you go. That's uh, episode six of the last of us. Um, and we are going to do a special top six to end out the episode we're going in three you're entering the top five on the infinity bros podcast starting now well guys uh last week was ant-man and the wasp quantum mania if you guys are still listening make sure to go back to episode 154 of the infinity bros podcast to listen to our full spoiler review of quantum mania um but in light of that um robbie and i had a little little interaction where we kind of compared quantum mania to the rest of phase four of the mcu and there's been some discussion on that. And we had we actually had some interesting uh, polls that I, I think that was you, Robbie, that you put up on Twitter. That was I think it was Max. Was Max, Max just randomly decided Max. I, I thought that Max was decided he was going to do something on social media. Decided like, hey guys, I got this. I got this. But he put <laughs> up some polls of like every single movie. Well, except for he left out No Way Home and Werewolf by Night. I noticed um, maybe because he assumed that everybody would think that they're better than Quantum Mania, but like he compared. Each of them, each of the phase four movies to Quantumania. And let's see, I think Wakanda Forever and Shang-Chi were the only ones that like beat Quantumania. Like all of the other really all of the other tweets or polls uh had Quantumania winning that people liked better than the phase four movie. So yeah, it's it very, very interesting results. And that's not, that's not necessarily a good thing because phase four was very weak. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh yeah, it's very interesting. So if you wanted to go check the uh, results of that poll out, they are in the infinity Rose Twitter page. So, uh, but in light of that, we are going to be ranking our top six worst MCU movies which we've been talking about kind of concurrently uh, through phase four, unfortunately. Uh, (laughs) But I think, uh, yeah, I think we've all got a lot of things to say. So we're going to go Should we just go one at a time. Are we going to give our whole list? What do you guys think? It sounds like Mark has an interesting list. I I feel like, I feel like we're going to have some similarities, but I think we should just, let's just go one at a time. We can bust these up. All right. Your sixth worst uh, MCU movie, Mark. What is it? 
My my number six is Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> my goodness. Okay, that pause was that was a very pregnant pause that I. I mean, either one. Dude. I needed to see your faces to be like this. <laughs> this MF this is gonna guy. cancel all this guy. Oh gosh! Wow. Okay. Yeah, what, that's that's but that's really low for Wakanda Forever. I would say, and it's really. Uh, like when we watched it at home, like Kelly didn't go to go with me in the theater when I first saw it, but it was the rewatch on Disney Plus when I watched it with her. And I'm like, this this movie just does not do it for me. Like it's just besides Namor showing up, like that's what I enjoyed the most. And then Killmonger, sh- like I was like, oh, that's perfect. Like of course Killmonger would be uh, Sherry. That was uh, the sh- that was the shock of that movie to me. I did not yeah. expect yeah. Michael B. Jordan to be in that movie at all. That was that movie and Ant-Man Quantumanium are, are very close to me. Like, cause you, if you, if it's any other person in those in either Kang or Namor's role and they don't do as good of a job, those movies are probably both in my bottom six. So I, I, for just to clarify for like, yeah, those are, those are pretty similar movies. I think. What was your number six, Robbie? Uh, my number six, and I, I keep going back and forth on this. I, I made this a uh, tier maker thing. You can check out that we put on our socials. Um, you can also go to tiermaker.com and make your own, uh, where you have an S S class, like the best a B C D. I, I went back and forth on this and I'm still kind of on edge with it, but I think I'm going to hold with my number six. My number six is Eternals, um, which is tied with Ant-Man Quantumanium as the worst rated Rotten Tomatoes movie. Uh, in the Garbage. MCU. I, I don't like there's things about Eternals that I actually do enjoy. I uh, the, the villain that they decided to go with that, like whatever monster he was, was stupid. I hated that. There's a lot of like, but there's parts of that movie that I can actually go back and I actually be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like there's some they did like the the chick that is the the speedster in that is amazing. Yeah, she they did was an amazing great. job with the running. Mm-hmm. I really liked the the guy from Game of Thrones as the main uh, main dude, whatever the Superman type guy, Icarus. Yeah. So like, there, there's things about that movie that I like, but it's just there's just a lot of things that aren't good with that movie as well. So it is my sixth worst. That is also my sixth worst as well. Um, and I I want to preface too that like I said this on the podcast last week, but my number one worst movie in the MCU is a 3.5, my rating of my number one worst. So I like pretty much all of the MCU movies, and I liked Eternals. But it just, it wasn't quite as, you know, exciting and engaging as a lot of the other MCU movies. And I think, I and I've read quite a few of the Eternals comics as well. So I was familiar with a lot of those characters, but I think they they didn't do the best job of making us care about, and it's it's hard because they had so many characters to introduce in that in that movie. But I, I didn't care quite as much about those characters as I probably could have. So, but I thought it was a I thought it was a fine movie. I don't think it deserves a forty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes by any means. Uh, definitely got overhated for sure. All right, Mark, you're up. Number five. Uh, my number five is Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
the, the second one. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for like you say Quantum <laughs> yeah. at the end of that or not. Okay. No, I I very much enjoyed Quantum So, oh, the second one, it, and again, just like you said, like. I don't think I have anything below a goofy rating, so. You know. <laughs> well, like, wait a minute. If goofy, if a goofy movie was in the MCU, would it would be your least favorite movie? Well, I would want a goofy movie that's catered to the MCU, and then we'll talk. <laughs> that, then it wouldn't be a three point five anymore. That would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. So awesome. we'll see. <laughs> okay. All right, so that was your number five. Wait, can we can we get Mark's quick uh, Ant Man and the yeah? What was Ant-Man your what was your rating? Quantum rating? Just 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 your rating. Uh, five out of six. Oh. Okay. I think honestly, right. I think we're all basically on the same page about Quantum Mania. It seems like we're all in that same kind of range from four to five. All right, Robbie, number five. Uh, my number five is Iron Man Two. Um. This movie, when it came out, was okay, but I just, the ending is so bad to me that, like, I can't even, I haven't even watched this movie in probably years now, but the ending is just terrible. Um, So, Iron Man 2 is my fifth worst MCU movie. I mean, there's a bunch of robots trying to kill Iron Man, and, and like, I don't know, what, what what's wrong with that? I just, I just remember the ending being bad. I, I don't remember exactly why I hated the ending, but it's just like I think it because it happened so quickly. I'm pretty sure over, it's over in like one shot. Like it just ends, and you're like, oh, okay. I'd have to go back and watch it, but I really don't want to go back and watch it. So it goes on the list. It's so there you go. A lot of these down here too. I haven't watched for a really long time. I probably need to do a rewatch and like you know, update my my scores and my list. I guess, but. My number five is Black Widow. Yeah, just just not really the greatest film. Uh, I think it had some good parts in it, and it had some good action. I think the CGI definitely suffered a little bit, and I, I don't know if that was a COVID thing or if that was just when Marvel started, like, um, you know, shortchanging their, their CGI artists or, or what the deal was, but there's a little... There's some goofy CGI in that one, but... David Harbour as Red Guardian is fantastic. I absolutely loved him. So there's still good things about that movie. It was fun. Uh, but yeah, overall, not really the greatest movie in the world. Mark, number four. Uh, mine's also Black Widow. And if my memory serves me right, that movie was supposed to come out in May 2020. So I don't think any of the CGI yeah, right? related like, to... It, it was such unless a... they did reshoots for when they put it on streaming. So so yeah, it was just... Uh, it was just... Uh, they started getting skimpy on their cgi i guess i don't know weird all right robbie number four my number four is did i wait did i mess up my one two three four oh my gosh i messed up my rankings that looks like we got a new ranking robbie (laughs) i'm an idiot uh iron man 2 is actually my number six and man or sorry number wait one two three four five what are we on four on four You need to change oh, your shoot, ranking. I messed it all. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man 2 is actually number six. Eternals made it to seven. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is actually my number five. <clears throat> um, sorry, I, I suck at <laughs> I can't count. Robbie, Robbie has a hard time counting. It's okay. I have a hard time counting. Ant-Man and the Wasp is number five. Uh, completely forgettable movie. Didn't, don't like it at all. Um, my number four is uh, another Iron Man, Iron Man 3. Um 
I feel like this this movie was I feel like the first MCU movie that a lot of people are divided on. Um, and it just it I just didn't enjoy it that much. It was like it's the same thing. Like they had a lot of good things to it. It just wasn't a complete package to me. So it lands on my number four. Yeah, I think uh, I'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later because it's actually further on my list here. But my number four oh. is uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, I I really <gasps> liked the setting in this, actually, like the 90s setting. And I I like Brie Larson, honestly. But wow, the, the script was just garbage in this movie. Um, didn't really do them any favors. And like... You know, when we go back to these older MCU movies, and I haven't watched Captain Marvel since it came out, but I remember the CGI being good in that movie. Like, I remember it being good. So that's why it's like when we go into phase four and it starts getting shoddy, it's like, man, even even Captain Marvel, like, looked better than a lot of these movies. You know, the bad CGI started with Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. The, the end of Black Panther has really bad CGI. When they're in that dark room and they're fighting, it's that's the only thing that bad. knocks down my score on Black Panther. Honestly, is that is yeah, that end no, scene. for sure. I didn't think it was like completely awful, but it's not. It's not comparable to the rest of the movie. It's awful. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, uh, like I like I go back and watch I did. it. Like, I, I've watched like, it. Like, and we watched it before we went and saw Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Oh man, I, I would say it's really, really bad. It's not. It's not the worst CGI I've ever seen. It's PlayStation Two graphics. <laughs> my gosh it's not that bad (laughs) wow okay uh but yeah captain marvel some things i liked about not so great mark was your number three my number three is captain uh marvel (laughs) okay good (laughs) (laughs) some people really don't like the first avenger so like i wouldn't have been shocked if that was on your list people suck yeah people are dumb (laughs) anyway i like if you would have asked me five years ago, yeah, it might have been a bottom six for me. Mm-hmm. The first and now adventure, we just have but, so many movies. But that... I rewatched, like, I feel like every year. That movie year, grew on me. Every year, every my year wife Kelly and I rewatched these in their entirety. So look at you. Robbie, number three. Uh, let's just continue the trend. Captain Marvel. Mm, there you go. Is my number three. Uh, you guys already hit on it. It's just not a good movie. Max is going to be real sad. <laughs> and Scott, we're sorry. Captain Marvel is not a good movie. It's just a filler, just like Black Panther 2. Yeah, movies. it's, I don't know. The like, the story. you know, you guys remember. And the story is terrible. And, and Max always is like, you just don't like the Captain Marvel. It's like, no, I'm all for Captain Marvel. Yeah, just that Captain Marvel is a sweet character. didn't do it for me. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm all for Miss Marvel, or the Marvels, I mean. So, like, yeah. I want, like, I, I'm excited for that right. movie. So. I, think, I think Captain Marvel is comparable to... Um, like you guys remember in phase one when they did Iron Man and everybody was like, holy crap, MCU is legit. Like, this is amazing. And then they kind of like, I felt like they kind of rushed out first Avenger and Thor just so they could get to the Avengers movie. And those movies mm-hmm. are like fine. They're not like terrible or anything, but like it, it definitely feels like they kind of push them out. And that's what Captain Marvel feels like to me. It feels like they just kind of pushed it out to get it out there before. Well, Infinity War, right? That was. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was Infinity War War, because she ended up being. Oh, my bad. No, it was Endgame. They they put it out in February and Endgame came out in May. Is it really in between? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, that's right. Because Infinity War, the end scene is uh, Fury calling yeah. him. So on like his we get the picture. year before we get Infinity War, and then like in July we get Ant Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. and then it's it's Captain Marvel's the first movie of the next year. So like we wow, and then we got Endgame, and we got Endgame. Yeah, crazy. Maybe that's why everybody doesn't like it either, because it came out before Endgame, and everybody's just like, I don't care about this. <laughs> Wait for Endgame. Well, then th- she just started to become the character they used when they needed to like overpower somebody. Yeah. <laughs> My number three is Incredible Hulk. Um, I this just honestly, this one just suffers from being an older movie. Like that's honestly pretty much all it is. Like. It's not the best movie ever. It's still really entertaining and fun to watch. I like Edward Norton as Hulk. I think it would have been fun to have him as the Hulk in all of the MCU. Yeah, I I agree. I think it would have been cool to have him as our MCU Hulk. But I love I love that movie so much. I have that ahead of Ant-Man Quantumanian. Wow. I love that movie. Like maybe that's silly, but I I really like it. It's it's fun movie. It's just to me, it's just dated. It it feels like all it is dated. It feels like the all all of the earlier like Marvel movies, basically. I like it more than the first Thor as well. So interesting. All right, yeah, I like that movie. All right, Mark number two. Uh, My number two is Iron Man. Three. Oh my god! Do this to me every time. You can do like, this with every single one. Yes. This is ridiculous. I should I should know this by now. <laughs> Iron Man three for me. It was just like I don't know. I just it was like another Iron Man. That's like, do we do we need this right now? Like we I don't know. I think yeah. Iron Man three might might have been better served if it was like after, uh, like like after like age of Ultron. I feel like that would have been a better serve yeah. for an Iron Man three. Like give us, give us what Iron Man's doing after age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. I agree. Robbie number two. My number two is Thor. The dark dark world. world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Come on. laughs> if you want to talk about filler films, yeah. this is the biggest filler yeah. film. Like when I think back about this movie, I'm like, did they film this in a parking garage? <laughs> Like that's 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 all I remember is the parking garage scene. I was like, is the entire movie in a parking garage? I don't remember. Like this movie just has but great graphics. nothing memorable about it. Like I just besides the amazing CGI that Jared loves. <laughs> amazing CGI, apparently. Yeah. Um my number two is Iron Man three as well. Uh man, I, I totally agree. It just didn't need to be made. Like is it the worst film ever? No. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I've never been like a, a huge, huge Iron Man fan, but it just, felt, and then, then the bait and switch that they pulled with the Mandarin was like, even iron, like Iron Man fans, especially got to be pissed at that because yeah. just, I don't know, man. Like it, it just, I, I do. I will say though, seeing all of the, in the, like the final scene, seeing all of the different like Iron Man armors was really cool. Like that was a really cool part of that. That movie. was cool. Yeah. But other than that, I really didn't really like much about that movie. So, all right, there it is. Moment of truth. Number one, Mark worst movie of the MCU. Avengers. It's the incredible Hulk. That, is my <laughs> that was, Jeez. you kept me, get me going there. You don't like sure. the incredible Hulk that much. Dude, it's my bottom barrel. 
Really? Like it's wow. like to me, like I don't want to watch it. And Kelly's at the point where really? she doesn't she, she doesn't like it either. So like we don't have to watch that when we do a rewatch. <laughs> so, that's how I feel about that movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and like you said, Isaac. I think what you said is per, it's just it's it's aged out. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like yeah. you know they really didn't touch back on it. They replaced the actor. The, yeah. I mean, yeah. it took until what what if for them to kind of bring that back a little bit really and you know yeah they never brought stan lee hulk any any time any back because you know he yeah. got infected from that movie so <laughs> i think that's i like like i think it's fair for that to be on the bottom i think that's on the bottom of a lot of people's list and i think it's totally fair because like they didn't go anywhere with it you know, so I, I it is fair. Like I can't bash anyone that puts it and, at the end of their list. For some reason, I just I love that movie more than I should probably. And potentially it could be paid off if like they do Secret Wars and all of a sudden Edward Norton Hulk shows back up. That would like, be then wild. it's like okay. And then it's like okay, maybe That'd be cool. it's it's a little bit like you know right. that helps. Like, you know, something gets pulled back from the past. But you know, yeah. For me right now, that's my number then one. what's the what's the name of the guy that had like the stuff spilled into his Oh the leader. Program? Yeah. Yeah, well, there yeah. was we. He's, I mean, like, even we be, talked about like him coming, coming back. back in New World Order. Yeah, yeah. he's coming back. Oh, he's going to be the right. villain in New World yeah, Order. Yeah, that was announced. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. So then that's some that's some payoff. Then. Yeah, that's something. But it's also, the actor who's going to be playing him, I don't like. Like, it's a. I don't know why. It's just like an actor I don't like. But <laughs> yeah. he is great in Holes, though. That's the one role that I like. Yes. Really like him. <laughs> and um, isn't it the dad in Modern Family who's um, uh, what's man Samson? He's Samson in The Incredible Hulk, if I remember right. You know, you're Samson, totally like, right. Like the, the boyfriend, right? No, no, the dad, like uh, dad, uh, Dumpy, in from a Modern Family. Well, yeah, in in Incredible Hulk, though, like what's his oh name? yeah, he's the boy. Yeah, yeah I he's the boyfriend. I was like, yeah, no. he's the boyfriend of uh, well, the the boy. Well, what is? Well, anyway, he's he's, yeah. he's. I'm pretty sure he's Samson. I totally so forgot like, about that. Yeah, dude, back. that's awesome. <laughs> as a villain potentially to hulk so Ooh. okay so was that all right uh robbie oh wait you just did yours right no did you do you, you didn't do it. no I haven't what's one. your number one no. my number one is black widow <laughs> um i've been i've been pretty vocal about how much i don't like this movie um i think this one i think this one's biggest issue is that it just came out at the wrong time um we've all said that it should have came out before what was it? Infinity Long war time ago. Yeah. Like it should, if it came out before then it's probably way higher on the list because no, the it, emotional or which one was it that we talked civil about that war. should have came out before? civil war. Cause that's when she shows yeah, up. Yeah, that's best. right. Yep. Cause it's after civil yeah. war. Mm-hmm. Because then that gives us like the emotional connection that we needed for black widow. Then she goes and, you know, dies. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> the fact that, like for this is th- I feel like this is one of M- Marvel's biggest missteps is when this came out. Like I feel like this one was like uh, Marvel was like oh crap we we screwed the pooch pooch on this. But it's another filler movie where it's like well they're just introducing <laughs> characters for us in the future. Right. That's well, literally, like, but it would but it wouldn't have been a filler movie if the emotional impact could yes. have been it, like we could have got that more. emotional impact yeah. when she passed away. Right. Like, but we don't get that she's like. This movie came out after she died in the MCU. Yeah, like, yeah that's right. where. It, well, I mean, you know, no we sense. don't know that unless they're going to do something where you know Captain America becomes Nomad and. Uh, they America. don't want to pay her anymore. I don't think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. So that like maybe if if 
the timing was different, maybe I would have enjoyed this movie. But couple that, like the bad timing with like just the jankiest CGI. Um, yeah, it's it's the worst MCU movie. I think I, if I had to rate it, it'd be like a two, a one point five or two, okay. like somewhere around there. Like like it's it's real low on the mm-hmm. list. Would you rate uh, Incredible Incredible Hulk, Mark? Uh, a three point zero five, just barely above a Google just movie. Barely. Hmm. All right. So <laughs> my number one my number one worst mcu movie is thor dark world um i to be honest i don't remember like any of this movie <laughs> like i've forgotten i forgotten the lot. whole thing like, like i do remember malekith being the ether w- the ether yep i do remember the <laughs> ether i remember malekith being one of the most forgettable villains of all time like I, I don't yeah. think he was a good villain at all. Uh, definitely the worst villain in the MCU uh, that I can remember. Movie where we get where Loki dies, if you remember. So like after this movie, Loki's dead to us until he shows back up. And I don't, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I would have to go back and watch that because I, I do want to like watch it again to see if it's as bad as I remember it being. But like, yeah, I it's probably the most boring MCU movie as well. So. To me, anyways, like I, I just mm-hmm. did not get a whole like it's still fine, and apparently the CGI is great. So you know, like there's that. <laughs> like, but like that's, I, I believe it's this movie where like the, the whole conspiracy is like Loki really didn't die in uh in a Endgame mm-hmm. or yeah Endgame because he stabs with his non dominant hand. Oh, and that's what he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But then TVA kind of screwed that for us. For, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, a lot of the same movies on our on our lists. Iron Man 3, Thor Dark World, Captain Marvel. Black Was Black Widow on your list, Mark? Was that one? A- yeah. It was. Yeah. So yeah, those those four movies are on everybody's lists. Hmm. That's I feel like that's uh pretty pretty much across sense. the board like marvel fans i feel like yeah. a lot of those movies are on the lower lower and end i would i would say incredible hulk is probably on most people's bottom mm-hmm. as well yeah hey i'm just if you like it that's I, that's all for you i'm not gonna dog Good anyone from liking you. any of these Good movies you, that's Robbie. why i feel it's like we have to have our guilty like, pleasures. I have, yeah. like I, I like if you movies. if you like. I, and I, I'm a big Edward Norton fan too. I really That's enjoy like, Eternals. Carries a lot of weight. A lot of people give crap mm-hmm. to Eternals, and yeah. I like Eternals. So yeah, um, it's interesting going from Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. to Iron Man, and like just the difference between those two. And and they were they only came out like within like six months or a year two of each years. other. Two was yeah. it two years? Yeah. Was it two years? I don't know. I don't uh, let me go look at it. You're right. I, I think, think it was so. a lot quicker. Incredible. No, same year. Same right. year. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was it's pretty within the same no, year. No and like other movie when, came out when I watch what movie? Punisher Warzone. Oh, that movie. That terrible. movie came out in two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah. See, awful. like that's the that's what I'm talking about. Like Iron Man. The Dark Knight also came out that year. That's yeah. true. Iron Man like feels like a newer movie. Whereas you go back and watch the incredible Hulk and you're like, I, I compare those more to like the old X-Men movies, like the old Spider-Man movie. It just feels really? old, you know, like even though it feels like the, it feels like the old format for making superhero yeah, movies. Right. And, so and saying like, it's not part of a bigger picture. Yeah. But well, it's at, also, at the it just beginning, feels, those movies weren't 
I don't think there was a big picture quite yet. Because like, there was for Iron Man because they had the end Iron scene Man, with Samuel L. Jackson. Iron Man wasn't produced by Disney. It was still Paramount. Columbia Pictures. It's Paramount. Or, I thought it was Columbia. right, but but, yeah. but they still had a plan. Otherwise, like there's the whole cutscene with Samuel L. Jackson. They yeah. had something in mind. Yes, they like, they were doing something. But it was all predicated on them being successful. Right. And that movie is still great. And Incredible Hulk still made, you know, $260 million, but only... So they probably broke even on that movie, so... Well, and back then, that's probably pretty good. I don't remember, like... Yeah, that was before... I think all the box office numbers have kind of gone right. crazy now, because every single everything. Marvel movie does amazing. Well, and, you know, the cost of going to movies, like, skyrocketed from 15 years ago. Yeah, so. I wonder if adjusted yeah, gosh, for inflation. Oh, you just made me feel so old when you said 15 years ago. <laughs> 2008 was like oh, a year or two ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> I still remember going to Iron Man in cool. theaters, dude. Oh, jeez. Wow. Don't you see the Dark Knight in theaters? Yeah. Yeah. Midnight showing. I dumped a, Midnight a show. large. We were yeah, talking we just talked about that last episode. Yeah, me and Isaac just talked about how like Midnight showings used to be the like the best thing it's and now they're just the dead thing of the past unfortunately yeah because yeah, you know teenagers don't want to be up at three in the morning no it doesn't it's not teenagers fault <laughs> it's not teenagers fault it's freaking i was so happy when theaters, they were man. thursday night at seven i was like oh great <laughs> yep. oh, yep. stay up freaking and how was the theater for you because there was no there was no reserve seat no reserving seats you had the you had the yeah, line up right exactly oh yeah it yeah. was amazing Get there like hours early just so you could get like a seat where you could actually see the the movie. This is super. Theaters, this right? is or go super with a random. friend that you're like, hey, I'm gonna go get seats. You go get snacks. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. So this is this is super random, but like back home we don't have a very big theater. Um, back in Storm Lake, Iowa, and uh, I for some reason a dude a projection screen that he like cranks <laughs> and it's like you get no, there's, there's, to sit. <laughs> there is three there's three screens. There's like one main area and then there's like two smaller ones. Sure. For some reason, the longest yard was like the biggest movie <laughs> ever there. Like they put it in one of the smaller theaters because they were like, oh, it's just like the longest yard. It's not that big of a deal. And like they let people stand up watching that entire movie. <laughs> like they, like there was no the, like, the like yeah, like, it, like they went to a concert. Like it was the <laughs> weirdest thing. But like we went to something else. I don't even remember what we went to. But like I just remember like why are there so many people that want to go to see the longest yard? Like, cause they just had standing room. They were like, yeah, go ahead. Like you can have a ticket, but you don't have a seat. Like it was ridiculous. That is when why Adam I, Sandler like, was like real, real popular. Peak peak Adam mm-hmm. Sandler. And I, I think that's a hilarious movie. I yeah, love that movie, movie. Like, I just remember that. I've always remembered that for some that's, reason, whenever you so talk funny. about like opening nights, like, yeah, like storm, Lake Iowa, they had standing room for the <laughs> longest yard. <laughs> good times good times i don't know it's so well guys we've been talking for a very very long time so i feel like we should probably let our listeners Fine. go wherever you're listening however you listen thank you so much for making us a part of your day or night uh well listeners it's been it's been real it's been fun has it been real fun it's been real, it's been fun. real fun it's been real fun uh thank you so much guys uh robbie great work Oh, that's, yeah, that's it. it. No, I, was, I wasn't going to say anything else. Just, just great uh, you're uh, you're welcome. You. There, there you go. Just something else. Mark, Thanks, it's fun to see you again. I'm glad to be back. Hopefully, I don't get suspended again. 
and then off for a few <laughs> Only but you never time know. Will I'm a wild tell. card in this group. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You are. You are the wild card of the Infinity Bros. Uh, check us out on theinfinitybros.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Hive. I don't know. I, I think we're Mastodon. Are we on Mastodon? I don't know. I know I know Jarrett set us up a hive account when he was freaking out yeah. about Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. Instagram, uh, Facebook. Letterbox. People go to Facebook. Yeah. Those things. Oh. Anyways, love you guys two thousand. Have an awesome day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.